You're listening to Cairo News Radio, Seattle's Morning News. I'm Matt Markovich sitting in for Dave Ross. And joining me on the phone line right now is Sarah Nelson, Seattle City Council member. Been there for two years. She was elected at large. She wasn't one of the district representatives, so she's been there for two years and could be in the running for Seattle City Council president starting the beginning of January. Sarah, good morning. Good morning, Matt. So I wanted to have you on because if you do become council president, you'll basically set a lot of agenda items, what the council will be talking about. In the election that we just had, the top priorities were public safety, homelessness, and housing. What do you see the council talking about going forward in 2024? Well, Matt, these council members are fresh off the campaign trail, and they were voted into office because they were responding to the demands of an electorate that is pretty fed up on our slow progress on exactly what you said, crime, homelessness, housing unaffordability, and that's on top of the livability issues like potholes and graffiti and all the rest. And so those will be top of the agenda, but what's more important is how we do business as, as a council. Let's talk about the act of doing business. Doing business in a, in a political atmosphere, you have different opinions of people. The council was pretty progressive over the last four years. And uh, a lot of the people who are part of that very progressive agenda are no longer on the council. When you look at the council now, do you look at a more business-friendly council? That's the best way maybe I can describe it. And a possible 6-3 split, uh, 7-2 split in terms of legislation that would be business-friendly? Wow, it's it's really early to start counting votes and uh, and to ascribe them as business friendly or not. What I'm looking at is a group of incredibly accomplished and professionally diverse council members coming in. You know, there are five new people. That's a majority, and then we'll have a six when we fill a vacancy. Mm-hmm. These people didn't take the typical route to office. You know, they many of them come from the private sector, as you're kind of alluding to. But here's the thing. They didn't run just because it was the next, you know, obvious step in their political careers. They ran, like I did, because they love our city and they want to help fix it. And I do want to say that the power of the presidency lies in the authority to refer legislation to the committee for a vote. And so what I'm going to be looking for is whether or not the a piece of legislation was really stakeholder, meaning that people were brought to the table to discuss the details of it. That's how you avoid unintended consequences. We have to slow legislation down and make sure that it's not going to end up creating more problems than than currently exist. And more oversight on our investments. Are they producing intended results? Now, obviously, when you hear about a deficit of not enough money to fulfill a budget, the first thing that comes to mind is taxes. Do you have an appetite for raising taxes to pick up uh, the slack in this budget deficit? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind, Matt, is is spending. You know, for too long we we have used one-time sources of funding to fund ongoing programs, and so personally, I think that we need to look at saving money and, as I said, reallocating resources if necessary. Before thinking about new revenue, we have to make sure that we're spending our existing revenue wise. So will it be a priority of yours to look at some previous legislation passed by the more progressive council over the last four years and revisit that in some way and maybe repeal it? 
Well, Matt, I would say that everything is on the table going forward because I and other committee chairs do have the authority to look at what laws are working, what laws aren't, and to make revisions to existing laws or put forward new ones. Just to follow up on that, are you looking at any kind of laws to revisit you specifically? Specifically, I am concerned about the fact that our small mom-and-pop landlords are selling their properties because it's been very difficult for them to continue to do business in Seattle. So it is possible that that's one area that we have to look at. We need to maintain our existing housing stock, and those small landlords provide the the below-market-rate rents and also the diversity of housing stock, you know, whole homes that families can move into. And, you know, that's just one thing. Then there are also headlines that we saw yesterday of a small business that is pausing operations in Seattle because recent legislation has made it too difficult. When I say that everything is on the table, and if it's proven that the laws that have been already passed are doing more damage than good when it comes to preserving jobs and tax revenue in the city, they deserve and merit reconsideration. The police have been operating without a contract for several years now, and they're still negotiating. It's been going on for quite a while. My sources in the mayor's office tell me there's no indication that there's a a resolution yet. Are you going to be pressing the mayor to get that contract done? Absolutely. I mean, the reason that we've got so few officers is twofold. Number one, many of them have left the force because of promises to defund the police a few years ago, and also because they've been without a contract for three years. That is essential to preventing more officers from leaving. So what do we do? Well, the people that will make up the committee that sets the parameters for the new contract are brand new. It's not about necessarily calling on the mayor to do something, but that's still in process. And I was not on that committee last year. I will serve on it going forward, but it's a whole new group of people that will be looking at this contract and hopefully we'll come to some resolution soon. Another big budget item was $109 million that's going to the King County Regional Homelessness Authority. And there's, again, Seattle and King County are funding the KCRHA primarily, and the other cities aren't part of that. Are you going to be watching how the KCRHA spends Seattle's money? And what will we be looking for to see if it's worth it to keep funding the Regional Homelessness Authority? I will be watching. And if it's not working, we need to reconsider what we're spending money on and what they're spending money on. Now, this is supposed to be a regional entity because homelessness (laughs) is not just a city problem. And it was also established to provide more independence for the people that are figuring out how to spend the money. I was concerned that council has been dictating how the, the dollars are spent by the King County Regional Homelessness Authority. So we need to make sure that they've got some independence in how they spend that money. And there are representatives from from other municipalities that sit on that board. So let's make sure that, um, that let's make sure that they're kicking in some cash as well. As council president, you have some prerogative how the meetings go. Are we going back to hybrid meetings, both online and in person? The council meetings will continue in their hybrid format to allow for remote public comment and remote attendance by council members when necessary. But these council members heard loud and clear that the constituents want their council members to get back to work fully staffed in City Hall. 
and that is my expectation. They made that promise on the campaign trail, and that also means having council meetings in person in chambers. And lucky for you, that also means more access by the media, that you can ask questions after the meeting, and so can the public. And so that is key to doing public service. We have to show up in person and debate in public. Well, that's nice to hear that you guys won't run away from our microphones. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in the day, you guys had a press pass and you could you could walk the, the halls after the meeting. So really, to fulfill the spirit of the Open Public Meetings Act, we have to show up in person. At-large council member Sarah Nelson, thank you for joining us and good luck on becoming city council president. Thank you very much.